Today on Your Faves Faves, I am sitting down with actress Kat Dennings. And we had so much fun, mostly because Kat chose my favorite subject for her top five list, books. We're talking books. We are nerding out over her favorite childhood things to read. We get into our favorites now. We talk about book hangovers and how we're way too invested in our favorites. This is a perfect conversation if you're a book nerd or you just want to hear two book nerds go off. As always, if you like today's episode, take a screenshot and share on social. Tag me, tag Kat. Let us know what you thought and tell us your favorite books that we maybe left off the list. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is your Faves Faves. So I never know what people are going to share as their favorites list, Kat. So what are you talking about? What are your five favorite things? What's the category? Oh, man. Um, Well, when they told me the concept of this, I was like, is there anything I like five of other than (laughs) like books? So instead of just books, I decided to do five favorite books from my childhood. Okay. Not like baby Um, books, like older child, 10 years old, nine years old. I am, I am here for it. I don't know if you will ever meet as big a book nerd in your life as the one that you're talking to right now. So I could have gone, I could have gone with you in any direction you want to take. Great. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay, great. So just, just to establish how old are you? I'm talking about your child. I'm 34. Okay. So I'm 37. So I'm, I'm hoping that there's going to be some steps. Oh wait, I just turned 38. Oh, you forgot how old okay. you are? I, I forgot how old I am. Happy birthday. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so for your top five list, is this in order from like least favorite to most or it's just sort of a collection? Man. Oh, I guess I could do that. I don't know if I could rank them. I think it's just a collection. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right. So the first book up on the list is, I feel like there should be a drum roll. First book is Vanicula. And you even have the, do you have every, yes, every book? Okay. This is, All right. this is why I was also so excited to do this because I have my copies from when I was a kid and I'm like wow. really excited to show you because you can see like, you know, how sick is this cover? Like they don't make, <laughs> they don't make them like this anymore. They really don't. So, so tell us about where did, how'd you find this book? Tell us about its existence in your world. Well, most things in my childhood came via my older brother, Jeffrey, because I really wanted to just do whatever he was doing, really looked up to him. So I'm guessing Banicula was something maybe he got from the library or he was reading and I picked up. Uh, we went to the library a lot as kids. And this, I mean, take one guess what this is about. It's about a vampire rabbit who instead I of, was not going to guess that, but now I see. Well, the there he is. <laughs> and uh, it's just a delight. Anyone with children or anyone who just wants to feel wonderful for a little bit needs to read this. Right. So instead of blood, this rabbit sucks the colors out of vegetables. All right. I mean, what more do you need to know? But honestly, Basically, this kid, this family has a dog and a cat already. And one night, 
they bring a bunny rabbit home and the dog and cat are basically the protagonists of this book. And they're suspicious of this new addition. As, as they should be. They should be. Look at him. He's trouble. Right. He is trouble. And then the vegetables in the house all have little bite marks in them and turn white mysteriously and they have to solve the mystery. Can you even handle it? Like, come on. That is a solid choice. How old were you when you read this? This is pretty, you know, you can tell by the size of the font. This is, you know, I was probably like seven or eight around the time where I was really getting into this book. And personal note that makes me seem like a real sad person, but I promise I was a pretty normal kid. I had a pet rabbit at the time. Why is that? Why would that make you sad? Because of the the next part. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I would read this book to my pet rabbit. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, that feels so special. It's so sad. Wait, what was the, what was his name? What was his name? Bunny. Terrible. Oh, okay. Horrible name. Clever. Uh, yeah, and I like one chapter a night. I would read oh. one chapter a night to my bunny rabbit before bed. I think that that is very precious, and it doesn't make you anything but a considerate child. Thank you. Yeah. It was meant to soothe my pet rabbit by, you know, telling him tales it, of other rabbits. Yeah. And and also practice your reading and comprehension. Yeah, so, practice well my done. public speaking. Yes. <laughs> it worked out. It did. It's, we'll just say it could. I mean, look, move over, Trapula. I, <laughs> I just love it so much. Well, Oh my gosh. So I, just, I feel I, like I, I missed out because yeah, I did not know this book. There are a lot of books in this series, by the way. Okay. So get All right. to it. Oh, this is just the first. There this are is many. the first of, okay, great. In case you don't get your fill, there are like three or four more. All right. What is your second book? All right. My second book is so worn that the cover is missing. It's The Ordinary Princess. You can see. Okay, The Ordinary Princess. I'm wanting one of these to also be like one of my childhood I promise you two of these at least, or the next you're going to have read them. I chose this because I didn't think many people had read this, and I think it's really, really cute. The cover was really cute, but it's basically about an ordinary girl who is born into a royal family filled with like gorgeous princesses and she's ordinary ordinary not very progressive book really probably not going to be done these days because it's offensive but at the time as somebody who had like giant like buck teeth and like huge like Hermione from Harry Potter hair and was kind of picked on this was like my favorite book at the time this is probably like a 10 years old, nine, okay. 10. Okay. And it's just about this princess who doesn't look like a princess, doesn't want to be a princess, not into the lifestyle. She basically runs away from her princessdom and like builds a little hut in the woods and becomes friends with all these animals and like just lives her truth, man. Just like does her life the way she wants. And of course, she like meets a prince by accident and they fall in love. Obviously. And, but it's about acceptance. It's about doing things your way. And then they, you know, 
they move into her hut in the woods at the end. Spoiler alert. Does she, because I feel like the, like, easy thing is like, oh, she thought she was ordinary, but actually she has telekinesis and she didn't know. Like, is there something where she no. actually isn't, or no, she just She's is. She's ordinary. Yeah. Great. It's great. I think it's so cute. I mean. No, I absolutely. I loved this so much. I mean, I also grew up in the woods. Okay. On Whereabouts? In Pennsylvania. We lived, oh, wow. Like, okay. In a legit forest. And so this was real, real uh, pertinent to my situation. Also, I like that he moved into her place. That's what I'm saying. She right. moved into that the castle. Right, right. She was just like, if you want to be with me, this is where we're making our home. If you are ready for this jelly, you're going to live in my hut. <laughs> and I respect that. So. Okay. The Ordinary Princess. Number Bunicula. Yes. The Vampire Rabbit. Yes. Now. Next on the list. Okay. I bet you've read this. All right. I'm hoping. But if not, yeah. I'm asking you to please. Okay. I will. The Phantom Tollbooth. Of course. Okay, great. Of course. Yeah. And that Such is still, wonderful. just so you know, I have a million children. And that is still very relevant, still absolutely required reading for school. That is still a whole thing. Good. How many children do you have? <laughs> I have four. Okay, that is a, a lot. lot of kids. Right. God, how are you sitting here I just here say right a million because it's, I mean, they're, they're, they're with childcare. I'm here at the office Wonderful. all by myself because we're living in a pandemic world. Yes. So we're making it work. Well, I'm very relieved to hear you've read this because it's funny. Many people I've met haven't read this because I, I give this book as gifts a lot because I find it like so soul nourishing from beginning to end. Mm. I know you know what it's about, but it's basically what Alice in Wonderland is to a female protagonist. This is the male version. Not that it's for boys or Alice in Wonderland is for girls, but it's an adventure set around a little boy named Milo. And he's over everything. He's done. He's not interested. He's bored. He's at that listless time of being a kid where just like you've played with all your crap and everything's annoying. And and one day he wakes up and there's a toll booth in his room. And he drives through it into a magical land. And he right. As cars. you do. Yeah. As you do. God, I love it. I feel like, when was this written? Like the 70s? Am I making that up? Yeah. 80s? Cover art. I mean, the fact that it's a toll booth feels like it should tell us something. The cover art is 1961. Oh my gosh, that that far. Okay. It's 1989 also, so I'm interested to answer your question. Yeah, I feel like it's older for sure. And there was that whole generation of books that were always about little kids sort of going through a portal and and ending up in somewhere my favorite. else. Like Narnia, yep. this. Alice in Wonderland. It feels like it was a it was a trend for a while. There. Text nineteen sixty one. All right, all right. Such Gosh, a classic. I didn't realize it was that old. Neither did I, because I read. I mean, this is again. This is my. That's your copy. I love that you have your copies. That's so rad. Saved every. I will never throw away a book. Maybe I'll give away a book, but never throw away a book. I saved okay. all of my childhood stuff like I'm a I'm not a hoarder but I'm a saver you know what I mean okay okay there's a difference I love there's a fine line between the two yes 
the book that I re that I loved when I was a little girl and I reread, and I don't think this is, I'm guessing this won't sort of like show up in your, in your list, but is a hell of a book to bring back as an adult for a book club is, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. It's not in my stack, but of course, what a fantastic book. You know, I remember reading that in maybe fourth grade and just thinking it was the most like amazing thing ever because I had never read a book where people talked about like getting your period or going through puberty. And I wanted to re-examine it as an adult. It is a wild book to read as a grown up. I should sort reread of look it. Back. I you know should I check it. It's a really fat, it's a fast read. Isn't it funny how like when you're that young, the things you read really stay with you like yes. forever. Yes, absolutely. Because I know people are like, meh, kids, meh. But it, what's said to them, and this is a other a bigger issue, and I don't have children, so I can't confirm it, but what they consume and what they hear and what they learn, really, like, I remember almost nothing from my whole 20s, but I remember, like, everything from fourth grade age. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Well, isn't it funny, like, the thinking of fourth grade, I had this horrible teacher. Ugh. And isn't it funny, sort of the visceral response? Look at you that now. You're exactly that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I still <laughs> remember Mrs. Mullen. She was the worst. Oh my God. Who had such an effect on us. And it's exactly like you said the things that are happening right now at 38 are not hitting me in right. the, the exact same way. I'm curious though, do you have a vivid imagination? Do you have a good imagination? Yes. Yeah. Always. I do too. And I never really thought about how much the fact that I've read my entire life plays into that. I you're, you're, a lot if I had to guess because you and I probably, well, definitely because I didn't get the internet till I was like 14. Yeah. You know, I mean like that was our entertainment and now, I don't know what I would be like if not saying I'm great or anything, but like, I think there's something very important about making your own fun like we probably had to back then. And like the TV was like, for me, my parents were like, no. Like you right. can go to the Same. library and get one yep. movie a week and you can watch that, you know? And so reading was like my thing and you have to imagine the things that you're reading. So yep, I think it fosters an important like development step. I think that it it's, it's such an essential piece and we think often in terms of creativity and how important it is, imagination and creativity. But I would also say my success as an entrepreneur and the things I've been able to do in business are because of imagination. The ability to imagine something different than what you're living in today, I think is the most powerful thing that you could give any human being, especially a little kid. Well, that's what innovation is. Like the only way you can think of a new thing is by imagining it. And if, I mean, I don't know, because we're not in the place where we could like study it. But like, if if you're given all of the things, all of the images in front of your face, yep. and you don't have to generate any yourself, I wonder what that payoff is going to be. Maybe it'll be great. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, I know that they're amazing young people, obviously, but I just wonder the difference, you know, I mean, I have plenty Absolutely. of problems. Right, right. <laughs> I'm sure that there will be incredible assets to this. And there will also be things that we lose in the mix. And as a parent of kids right now, sort of walking that fine line between allowing them to kind of be part of their generation, which is I have um, three, my oldest kids are boys. 
So not to say that girls don't play video games, but the boys in my family love video games. Right. So allowing them to sort of be part of that generation and then also fighting those battles of like, yep, you're going to have to be bored because when you're bored is when you start to figure out other things that you can do that don't have an on off switch that aren't being served to you, that you sort of got to use your imagination to figure out what you're going to play or what you're going to draw or what you're going to read. I I worry about that. Like I, now I'm getting the point where I'm like, I kind of do want kids now. I kind of get it. Like for a long time, I was like, no, it's, you know, and now I hate to be this person, but I am 34 and I was, you know, I have, I'm not married, you know, I'm not, you know, and I'm just like, "Mm, I'm just one of those Han solos. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. My brother and his wife had my niece who's the most wonderful little nugget head. And I love her so much. She's 16 months. Okay. And I just, I love her so much. I've never felt, I mean, I have other nieces and nephews and I love them, but I, but they all live other places. So I've never been able to see a baby, like become a bigger baby and a bigger human. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it did the thing, you know? So now I'm, (laughs) it flipped the switch. Yeah. So now I'm like, Oh my God, there's so much bad stuff to prevent. And there's all this stuff I would want to like teach a kid and show them and whatever. And it's like, I wonder it since you're a mom, like, what is that? Because I'd be so scared to give my children a phone because. <laughs> right. But then again, you, right. you want them to have what their friends have. You don't want to like forbid things. Cause I feel like that, then they start hiding things. Yep. Like yeah. what's that uh, balance? Well, so I think a, a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah. Number one, the beauty of of children is like by the grace of God, you get a lifetime to figure it out. Right. So, you know, you might screw things up this week and next week you'll adjust and sort of get a little bit better. Cause I think when I had my first son, I was so hard on myself to have all of the answers and know exactly. And you really do feel it out and kind of map it out for yourself. And I think I parent very differently than I was parented. I parent very differently than my ex-husband does. I parent very differently than the other moms that I know, but it really works well for us. I'm shocked. And I will say shocked because when, when my kids were toddlers, I was like, this is the worst. (laughs) This is the worst thing ever. It was so hard. Um, My oldest will be 14 on Saturday and it is the most Like I can't even believe that I get to know these people and hang out with them and watch their minds work. And like, Oh, it's the best. That's so nice. Uh, I highly recommend it. If you're dreaming and sort of thinking on it, I I highly recommend it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I am not that person who will tell you like, Oh, it's all moonbeams. No, it is (laughs) so hard, but Oh my gosh, the best. Oh, that's great. So it it was really hard to to finally give my oldest a phone. Yeah. I was super freaked out by it. And actually the only reason I did, this is pre-COVID times, is that he was in middle school and he would ride the bus home. Oh, right. And that was the only reason because I was like, I want to be able to track where you are and I want you to be able to access me if you need something. So he got a phone and then his brothers got old phones, but it was only so they could sort of like play games or whatever on the phone. Right. He's the only one that has a phone number. So ah, he's the only great. one who has like the ability to text or whatever, but his little brother who's 12 will probably get a phone number again soon. So honestly, we just figure it out as we go along yeah. and hope to God that it's 
you know, like the other day, um, my oldest sent me a text that was meant for his friends and had, uh uh-huh, and had emojis that were inappropriate. And I was like, um, hi. Okay, but then what do you do? Because are you like, I'm going to be cool about this? Or, or I think I am really cool. I I don't freak out. I, I just would lose my. Oh no! I just sort of explained it from a like, hey, this is um, here's what this looks like. Here's how this can be perceived. Text lasts forever. I know you're sending it to your guy friends, and it's not a you know whatever. But because I'm just like, how how is this perceived by other people? So that's smart. That's what I worry right. about for him. Very very. Smart. And it's honestly, I had I had 14 years to get to this place. I do think it's a very fine line trying to figure out. I don't ever want to like freak out or go so far in one direction that they stop talking to me. Right. That's, um, so, that, that's right. like my fear. Right. So that's the thing. Again, I'm talking like I have four kids also and I'm I like zero, it. Let's so go. whatever. Let's go. But yeah, that's the kind of thing I worry about. Like I I'm, I'm a really reactive person and I'm going to have to really reel that back. And I do that now with my niece, if only to just stop myself from swearing, uh, just having to be so pay so much attention to what you're saying because she's at the age now where she's repeating what you say so one slip up and it's all over but she's so wonderful I learned this through trial and error because I can't remember what it was oh someone was mean to him at school so someone was mean to one of my sons which is like I was like I will murder (laughs) a fifth grader right now I went so and I freaked out so hard that I was gonna like talk to this kid's parents or do whatever that he stopped telling oh, me things man. for a while. Oh. And that was way worse. So I've learned to be like, to sort of receive it in a cool way and then kind of process it with him just so he'll keep in conversation God, with that's, me. I remember my mom. Wild. My mom went off on a kid once, not inappropriately, but she witnessed this girl who was so, she, I was, I was, you know, a little, I was an awkward little noodle I mean I was a great it was sweet and you know but I I was you know I was awkward and um my mom witnessed the like mean girl being mean to me and uh my mom was like like she went off not not inappropriate but she was like excuse me I saw that good and she like good really went for this girl in a respectful way but she's like I'm telling your parents and she was like yeah I was like god mom you're so embarrassing like I had it like I definitely had it but I still remember that and I it felt kind of good because that girl was kind of like yeah. quiet to, for the rest of the day um yeah. well and I think how often do does that happen and maybe little girls don't even know that what happened was wrong right. or do you know what I mean like how often do we just sort of go like oh that's kind of the pecking order yeah. and well for me I was treated, like this girl so. is the pretty girl she's like got all the cute clothes and she always looks cool and she's cooler than me and she makes sure that I know that I'm not cool and I know that's yeah. how far I took it I didn't think that what she was doing to me was wrong I thought I was just not cool you know god being a child blows doesn't it it's so hard it's so freaking hard though you do get to escape responsibility bills taxes True. Making your own food. God. I feel like there are some perks. That's the thing. My (laughs) brother's the most tired because of the food you have to make all the time. Right. You can't just open a can like with my cat. You have to make food and it has to be. Gotta actually get them food. Right. So do you think you would ever be a single mom? Yeah. Yeah. 
I wonder that a lot. I think that a lot about, right. I, cause I see a lot of girlfriends or different, you know, they'll say like, I want so badly to be a mom. I need to find yeah, my man or I need to find my partner. And I'm like, yes, but what does that have to do with being a parent? Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm really fascinated by the paradigms that exist in our society that sort of say like, this is the way something is supposed to be done, especially if you're a woman. A hundred percent. And it is, I found myself doing that up until recently also, because it's like, oh, we're, you know, there are all of these, this order of what you're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to, well, I didn't go to college for, you know, you're supposed to go to, I didn't oh, great. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So yeah. well, you're supposed, you know, we're told you're supposed to, go to college and I'm not discouraging anyone to go to college is very important, but like, then you graduate, you, you, you know what you want to do. You excel mm-hmm. in your career. And then in your, you know, late twenties, you say goodbye to that, or you stay in your career and you excel at your career. You find like the perfect man or woman and you have your ch- beautiful children and you somehow do everything, you know, at once either, or you, you forget your job and you do your children, stay home with your children and, or you somehow become a CEO and you also have your children and everything's great and everything, you know, and it's just more power to any, if that's what you want, do it. But I think it's not really fair to say that everybody fits in this idea because I hope, you know, to find the perfect man or whatever it is, but I don't think it's required to be a great mom. You definitely mm-hmm. don't. I mean, my, I'm a second marriage baby and you know, my mom was a single mom with my old, my two older siblings and did everything by herself. I mean, every, she went to graduate school with two little kids. Like wow. she would, she would take them through the car. She didn't have any money. She would take them through the car wash, like for fun. Like that was our fun thing they did is go through the car wash you know, That's awesome. very creative mom. And with, with us too, you know, she, but my, she stayed home with us at that point. She didn't want to work and have us. So she has stayed home with us. My dad's a scientist. My dad was always at work. Mom's really fun, creative mom, loved being a mom, loves being a mom, you know, but I'm used to seeing <laughs> the mom do everything. Right. So to me, this idea is really not an issue. I, I do right. think I could handle that. It'd be nice. And I've had a lot of great like loves in my life, but it'd be nice to find like somebody I think would be a good partner and dad. We'll see. We'll see. I'm curious. And you don't have to answer this question. I'm just going to ask, are you single right now? Yes. Can we talk about being single during a pandemic? Sure. (laughs) What? are we supposed to do? I love it. What are we supposed to do? I like, no, I'm so curious about this because I'm like, I'm, I'm bored. I'm officially bored. I I am bored. You know, look, I, I am not enjoying the pandemic. Just to be clear, what I'm saying is separate from the horrors that are happening in life right now. Of course. We're just talking about your personal life. (laughs) Yes. I'm used to my life being big bursts of being busy for months and months and months and months. Go, 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 go. And then it's like, it drops out. And during that dropout time, Mm -hmm. I like need to eat pasta and like go under the covers. Like I need to recover my body. (laughs) Right. Got to recharge. Yeah. And there's something about being forced to not do anything that started Mm -hmm. out. I was extremely depressed at the, you know, I think everybody has had their own reaction, right. but like 
very sad, miss my friends, miss people, do not miss anything else at all. <laughs> don't miss driving places, don't miss going right. places, don't miss parties, don't miss you you have to be an introvert though. I'm a true well, that's another thing I've realized because a lot of people are like, I'm an introvert and they're not. Mm -hmm. I'm an introvert for real. I could go okay. and I have gone months without seeing another. I mean, I literally it doesn't bother me at all. Oh my god. And I also say that I bubbled up with my immediate my mom and dad, my brother, his wife, the baby. So the five mm -hmm. of us So you have your bubble. We live in different houses, but we see nobody else. Nobody goes shopping. Everybody gets deliveries and that is it. Nothing. We're insane. Wow. But also, you know, my parents are older and there's a baby in the mix. So like there's no way you want to be safe. Yeah, there's no negotiating. So I've seen my family and it's been great because I feel like I never get to see them enough. And then with the baby growing up, I was like, I'm not missing this. I have no regrets. That is so funny. I am an extrovert and this I must miss be so people. Hard. Yeah. I mean, I miss, I just want to meet. Like, I'm not talking about dating. I just like want to meet someone new, just someone right. new. I just, you know, I have, I'm super blessed. My best friends moved to Austin in the fall and I have my kids and, you know, we occasionally have production stuff here where we all get tested. And so I get to see other humans faces, but I'm like, I, I, this, you're going to probably laugh because no, it sounds I, like an introvert's nightmare, but I'm, I miss a business meeting. Oof, God, I want to be like, what's your deal? What are you into? What's your, I like, oh, I miss humans. So I just, I, I'm going to keep. That's beautiful. Like, like, but now you even, you know that about yourself even more. Like that's what this is showing right. all of us is who we really are. I think that is the You truth. are forced that to be alone with truth. yourself. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You're forced to reread your childhood <laughs> books because I realized I left you at three. <laughs> three. All right. Fourth book. Okay. Fourth book. I know you've read this. Harriet the Spy. Okay, I have not read that book. I know, I know exactly what it is. You're gonna love I know, it. but I've never actually. I'm so read excited it. Okay. for you. Okay, okay, we're going to love this. No. Oh my god. Okay, okay. Let's tell tell all about it. Give me book. the give me the details. This is about a little girl who carries a little notebook around, as you can see. Yes. And all she does is take notes on people. She takes the school bus to school. She writes her notes down. You can read the notes. This book is a triumph. It's the most life-altering book in terms of me. This is where my, like, personality came from. Oh, that's sweet. How old were you when you read it? Seven. Okay. I was an early reader, so... A lot of these are around that age. For really you. formative time okay. for me. Yeah. Because I remember which houses it... Yeah, so I... This was my first house. So I I was seven at the, the oldest. And um, okay. I was an early reader. So this is more like of an advanced reading age, I guess. But there's so much humor and so much like deep emotion in this book. Like her thing is her parents are rich and they don't pay a lot of attention to her. And that as an mm -hmm. adult, like I know what, you know, you don't know it as much as a kid reading it. But as an adult, you're like, oh, you know, so she has a nanny who she loves who loves her and the nanny kind of takes her into her life more and the difference there and her best friend sport is a boy and he doesn't have a lot of money and she finds herself a 
I think there's a conflict where she makes a comment about how he lives and it, it like creates a tension with the, it's very, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful book. It's really hilarious and true. It's like very honest and wonderful. So I've read, obviously, I mean, it's broken. I've read this like 70 times. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to prime it to my house. I will not forget so that I can read that with my you kids. will love they will love it you'll love it the boys will love it the girls will love it too okay final book okay final book this is the moment also missing the f- cover little women little women of course so this is my copy this is this came with a um but look how amazing it is honestly it's gorgeous it came with a clear plastic cover Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so I lost that through the somehow through the years. And um it has the most gorgeous book like first of all, the inside is this cobalt blue. An illustrated junior library edition. (laughs) Okay, are you ready for this? Three dollars. Oh love it. That's awesome. Everyone knows what this book is about, but look at these beautiful oh god it just the oh look at these gorgeous pictures like did you happen to see the most recent remake of it no and I I feel terrible because I want to see it because that cast is unbelievable and I love I everybody. I agree but it's almost like we've seen so many I yeah that I feel like I'm like do we even need to keep telling this story well that's how I felt about Emma and right did you like the most recent adaptation I loved it so much that I bought it okay even though it's streaming I bought it right Autumn DeWilde is an amazing director and she's a fashion photographer and it looks did you see it the visual okay so that's what I'm gonna say the visual of that movie the costumes are absolutely insane she is an artist but I didn't love I didn't love Emma sort of being this bratty, like I just didn't love that interpretation. Okay, fair. But I, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Like I totally, very rarely I feel like you see something and you noticed, at least I, don't feel like I always notice the artistry in the set design, the costumes. It's like, um, did you see Knives Out? Yes. Okay, so that was another one that I was just like, God, the thought in every single thing. So I get the composition of the shots. Like, that's what she is. You can tell that she's an artist and she thinks like a photographer because it looks like a painting. Every frame looks like a painting. It was beautiful. And I understand what you're saying about the brattiness. But that is Emma to a degree. I know, I know. I just... I know it's hard to watch. Is, it's hard to watch in all of them. Right. Like, even when it was when it's right. that scene where she like, yeah, is mean to what's her face. That's yes. the most heartbreaking yeah. scene in all of yes. them. And I hate, right. I hate, I actually, I've seen it like six times now. I have to admit the new one or the old the one? new one. Cause I've seen the old one. Like uh, that was the one? On VHS tape. Yeah. yeah. So I have like, they're so different. Place, they're so different, but there is a special place in my heart. And so maybe I was skewed. Probably, but that's the thing. It's like, if you're so, right. that's the thing about Little Women. And I love the Winona Ryder, Claire Danes. Me too. Me too. So much that I was like, I don't what was the, what's the, what's the guy who plays, who Winona Ryder ends up with? Oh my God. Uh, Gabriel Gabriel Byrne. Byrne. 
Gabriel Byrne was forever my like I know he's much older than me but I'm still so hot interested I'm oh, so hot. also interested okay great I'm glad I'm not alone in that he it's funny because like when I read Little Women as a child <laughs> I didn't see with Lori this is bullshit yeah like yeah, I hate totally. this and I didn't want her to be with some weird old guy like I thought right. I wanted her to be with Lori but now as a mm-hmm. woman I'm like mm-hmm, I get it you're like I I we, get we that understand older this. man how do you feel about books being turned into movies depends okay if it's done well I'm fine with it but certain right. things like if I when I started to make this list for you I was thinking about like just both books, you know, adult that I love now. One of them is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is probably one of my mm-hmm. favorite books of all time. And that movie I could not watch. Not because it's not mm-hmm. good, but just because, like, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is important to me. Deeply. I understand that. And I cannot I, accept someone else's interpretation of it at all. I, so that for me is a book called Outlander. Did you watch the oh, Outlander series? Yes. Okay, so, so Outlander is my much favorite <laughs> fiction book of all time. Amazing. Okay, so I haven't read. I don't. I don't know what happens in the show. Okay, because I have same. I have a visceral response to even seeing actors trying to portray those characters. Got it. And I think I think the critics say that it's like one of the best adaptations. But I, I love, can't even. I've only seen the first season. I love it, but I didn't read the books, yeah. and I know people love those books. I need to. So I, the first book, I always say with Outlander, I really don't think you need to go past book three because after that, she just starts printing money. But the very first, okay, just real quick. Outlander is the only book that is beloved to me that I have never reread twice. Wow. I loved it so much. I refused to reread it because the first reading was so perfect. I don't want to touch it. I don't oh, I want to know. It. I just, oh. I deeply, I feel like we understand each other because <laughs> okay. I've reread all of my favorite books because I want me to experiencing it. Or it'll be that thing that you, and it's rare, that thing where you're like, I never want to do this again. Right. That's rare. Like, this is a moment in time. Wow. This is per, it's the only book I feel like that about, but I never want to, I never want to know any other version, but that first read. And I was, I was so like, I read it so fast. I wish I could like maybe slow myself down a little bit, but I, oh, it's so good. I highly recommend You read Harriet the Spy and I will read Outlander. Deal. 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 Absolutely. Have you read any Haruki Murakami books? No. Wait, wait, remind me. Is it the... The Wind Up Bird Chronicle is probably his, his most famous book. Mm -hmm. So this is the reason I chose these because I wanted your viewers and you to like, maybe if you haven't read one of these, like read it with your kids, read it yourself. And, and I, you know, right now everything sucks. So like, these are like wonderful, happy things, but you know, I'm thinking of the stack I was starting to make of like just my favorite books. And so mm-hmm. Haruki Murakami is one of the only authors that all of his books are wonderful masterpieces. The Wind Up Bird Chronicle, Kafka on the Shore, A Wild Sheep Chase is the first book I read. It's very like minimalism and magical realism together. Wow. So like okay. the vibe is so specifically Haruki Murakami. Nobody writes like him. You can, there'll be a chapter of one of his books. The whole chapter is just 
the character gets on the train. And at the end of the chapter, he gets off the train. But you are weeping. You know what I mean? It's unbelievable what this man can do. It's absolutely mind-blowing. I'm okay. telling you, like, if, but it's long, it's involved. Some of them make you feel too many feelings. So maybe not for right now, p- post-pandemic. <laughs> we'll save it. We'll yeah, save it. After you've had an, uh, some business meetings. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I need something to come down. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. This has been such a treat. Honestly, mm-hmm. someone wanting I'm to so come happy. on here and talk about books is like my dream. Same. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to generalize about LA, but I don't meet a lot of people that I can talk about books with. Right. Are you the kind of person, well, it's different because there's a celebrity factor here, but I am the kind of person that if I see someone reading anything, this is pre-pandemic. Yeah. I will, I'm like, oh my, do you get to the part yet where the, she does the thing oh and she goes in the, I've never, you know, I'm like, I'm, that sounds like heaven, by the way. If I've never come across a person reading in public where I've read that book or, or it's on a thing. That's not usually a physical book. Actually. Oh, right. You right. Can't before see. this, I was on location working. And I was in a cafe, like sometimes I'll go to like a cafe by myself in a foreign city because it's a delight. You know what I mean? So right. Fun. Yeah. So yeah, I went to like have a little coffee and I was reading my book and I look over the most beautiful woman I've ever seen is like across from me. And she sat down while I'm like doing stuff. And she, she's so chic that I will never forget her. Like she was wearing like a tan coat like a long tan coat and she was reading a physical book okay and I she was like eating a bagel and I was like I was like I don't want her to think that I'm like in love with her but I am kind of a little bit and like I was just trying to like see like see but in a not creepy way what she was reading and I only could see what the cover was which was like red tulips like this beautiful like red flowers and I was like I should just ask her just ask what you're doing like what's the big deal like I had this whole argument with myself like just ask her but I didn't want her to be weirded out by me because she was having such a nice time so we were having these like parallel like alone like business girl like lunches we were both reading I was like this is so great but I couldn't I couldn't like get up the nerve this is why you need the extrovert friend because I would have like I I would have known her life history, where her parents are from, yeah. like what she dreams of for the future. I w- we would have made it all. I happen. needed you. Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> Trapped in a house with my kids. Probably, probably. Yeah, probably. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait, Kat. Yes. I gotta ask if people want to hang out with you more, they want to know about what projects you're working on, like where should we send them? Probably to my Instagram. I'm very active because I have no life at all. (laughs) And I don't remember what my name is on it. So let me just find it. Yes, please. It is. Oh, of course. It's Kat Dennings with three S's at the end. Ooh. Now I'm going to go because I don't think I. Oh, my God. And now I'm look. I'm following you. Now we're best friends. That's so when I get when I read Harry the Spy with the kids, I'm going to tag you and then you'll know. Please do. Yeah, Yeah, I um, I actually really love Instagram. I know that's not popular. Controversial opinion. I really like it a lot. I uh, muted everyone that I don't want to see and I feel great. That's the key. That is the key. They don't need to know. Right. Just, you there. Yeah. Anyone have to consume them. Anyone who makes me feel a little bit bad about myself, right. just mute them. 
Who has time for that? Yeah. Not me, man. Get out of here. My feed is cats, <laughs> home decor, and autumn to right. wild feet. Right. <laughs> that feels fantastic. It does. I it love feels it. like what we all need. Hey, it has been a real treat. It really has I'm been a pleasure. I'm super glad that we got to hang out. And I am going to cross my fingers that there's a day we get to meet in real life. Yes. And all of this is over. I love that. And until then, I'm going to tag you when I read something good on Instagram. Please so do. That I would love We that. can trade. Yeah. Harriet the Spy, right. it's your assignment. You got it, girl. I'm, I swear to God, I'm going to order it right now. Perfect. And I'm going to order Outlander. So oh, stay tuned. I'll tag please. you in that. <laughs> I would feel very good about a Zoom book club for that afterwards if you want to discuss. Follow up I feel Zoom. great about that. I feel great about yes, it, too. Please. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's yeah, really thank cool. you. Have an awesome day. You too. Your Faves Faves is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and edited by Andrew Weller with production support from Sterling Coates. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. Your Faves Faves is a 3% chance production. Chance production.